Welcome to the AM with Michael Lowry. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. We're gonna, we gonna try this out. Uh, I'm in Houston, Texas right now and I'm live in my car. So I apologize if the sound is bad, which it shouldn't be. We're gonna convert this over to audio after I'm done. I'm about to ride through the streets, see what it's like and, and uh, go get some groceries for my family and cook tonight because I love cooking. So uh, today, we're gonna get right into it today our uh, subject is going to be what's your story what's your story and i'm gonna get right into it uh let me put my seatbelt on while i'm while i'm you know i ain't too cool for the safe safe belt you know okay so yeah today's story is what's your story okay here here's the deal people i'm from milwaukee wisconsin as you know uh, I don't, some of y'all, a lot of y'all know, I grew up with Rico Love. If you don't know who Rico Love is, he's one of the, the biggest songwriters, producers, Erlen E, shout out Erlen E, producers from Milwaukee, he's written songs for Beyonce, Usher, anybody you can think of, any genre you can think of, he's, he's written songs for all these people. Hey, what's up, cousin? What's going on, Jace? What's going on, everybody? But uh, Rico Love, has, he's written some of, some of the biggest records, right? If you've heard of Sounds, he's also worked with Usher and Beyonce, Lil Wayne, all of these people. Uh, I used to be in a group with Sounds. Me, him, Mar, Zeno, CT, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Atlanta, we was all in a group together. So Rico Love, Sounds, Master P flew me out to LA. You know that, I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this though. Uh, Atlantic Records, we went out to Atlantic Records and, and sat with the straight up A&R, no middleman there. Uh, LA, met a tons of people, managers, Busta Rhymes. Like I, I've been in touch with a lot of these people and I'm going somewhere with this. These are a whole bunch of people that you know, that you see on TV, that you think highly of, et cetera, et cetera. And they're attached to my story in some type of way. Of course, Rico Love offered me a situation and I did not take it based off of, you know, me having my family and raising my, my child, which I promised myself I would do. I would do that even over music. But I hate when I meet people and they talk about all of these people that they know and that they're attached to and that can vouch for them and they don't have their own story. I have my own story. So you could take away Rico, you could take away Sounds, you could take away the meeting with Master P, you could take away all of these situations and I still have my story. As I spoke of the last podcast, I directed my own video. I had an idea for a song about punk parents that let their children run over them. And it was a joke. Shout out to Tiffany and Derek and, and Shawana and Shamar. We were talking about how your kids take over your life. When you got five-year-olds or however old they are, you tell them to do something, they don't do it. And you act like you don't see them not doing it when you just told them, like, you're a punk parent. You know what I mean? I think me and Sharina was talking about it too. Shout out Sharina and Marcus. So with this idea that, that we had, I came up with a concept for a song. So y'all know me, if you know me, I can write a song about anything. So I wrote the song, made the beat for the song, arranged the song, mixed the song, made the song, performed the song, and I had the idea for the video before I even finished writing the song. So let me roll this up. I hope that's not affecting the audio, but anyway, the vision that I have for this punk parent song, which is on the YouTube right now, the punk parent song, I did it all by myself. 
wrote the song, produced it, did all of that, did the song, then did the video. Mind you, I directed the video, okay? I got the props, I figured out the scenes, I got the casting, and I knew it. I went and bought a, uh, a camera from, from Best Buy for two, $300 and took it back in 24 hours because that's how fast I was done with the video, right? So I went out to Katy. This water is bad over here, yo. I'm in, I'm on 518. Water is bad even on 518. But I went to Katie, got my location, got the casting, which of course was kids, and I shot the video. And then I took it home and edited it. And by the time I sent my equipment back to Best Buy for my refund, I was already done with the video. I did that on my own. I executive produced Jace Blaine's album. It's a kid album, kid-friendly album. All rap, nothing lame, just straight up. It's, it's dope, right? Executive produced the album with him. Ain't nobody else's name attached to that. That's my story. So when I grow to pass, what's going on, Lisa? When I pass, God forbid it's anytime soon, there's a legacy involved. Like my son's gonna be able to say that that was my dad and he did this and that and nobody else. Like they can vouch for me. They may be able to vouch for me, but they can't tell me that they've done it for me. I did the work myself. I got my own story, right? I was looking at a video the other day and I was like, man, I love to direct the video. I'm like, man, I already directed a video. I've done that. That's part of my story. You know, I've, and I, if you listen to the last episode, it'll tell you a lot of the things that I've done, which allows me to uh, say that, and I won't keep saying it every episode, but I've done so much for my legacy. And you know, it's not finished. I still got a lot more to do, but that's my story. I remember I met, shout out to Vince Fontaine. What's the deal? Shout out to Vince Fontaine. I met him in Virginia. When I stayed in Virginia, we just clicked. He from New York. Y'all know I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but you know, I'm hip hop. I can have a conversation with anybody. I don't matter if they done kill somebody, there's something that we gonna relate to. Of course, it ain't gonna be killing. I ain't, I ain't with all of that. But I met this guy and we clicked automatically. And he used to always, he was so aggressive. He used to always just be street. So I talked to him and he'd be like, man, I hate when these guys be talking about what they boys to do, what they man to do. You know, like when you get into a fight, you you tell somebody, man, my boy uh, do this and that to you. And he'd be like, well, what about you, though? What you going to do? And I used to always find it funny because I used to always say the same thing. Like, why everybody be talking about what everybody else be doing? What do you be doing? So how you on Facebook taking pictures with all of these famous people that you don't know? They not reposting your pictures? Like, what do you be doing? What's going to be your story? Make your story your story. And then involve all of those other people. I can talk about how Rico has has opened his home to me and allowed me to be on his record label if I wanted to, or how Master P offered me an opportunity based off of the work that they've seen me do or if they've heard me do. I'm still attached to that because of the work that I've done, because of my story. Add your story to somebody else's story, but don't just be talking about their story, because we want to know about you. We want to know about your struggles and your journey and how you got there, and make it happen. Make a legacy for your family. When you pass, let your child be able to, to tell their grandkids about how dope their, their dad was or their, their mother was. So, and this is going to be a short podcast because I'm, I'm going to, to, to something else after this. But right, right here, last week, I talked to my brother D-Player. Shout out D-Player. I talked to my brother E in VA. 
shout out to E, and I talked to my brother Nick's in Tennessee, right? And these were three different conversations that I had with these people, and the, and these are my brothers. I don't say that loosely. Like these are people that I'll never fall off with. I talk to their mothers. Like that's how tight we are, right? So we're talking in three different conversations, but it was a testimony to me that I needed to, to say this on this live. I said, I'm gonna talk about this next week because uh, one, me and Ma were talking about people, how they just blame the devil on their, everything. Like, man, the devil made me do this. And it's like, well, you got an option. There's a God too. We believe, I believe. So why are you blaming everything on the devil? You know what I mean? And then I had another conversation with uh, D player and we were talking about people's visions and how you ever been talking to somebody and you're trying to explain something to them and they doing this they shaking their head no before you even get your statement out they don't even believe what you're about to tell them so they've already got their mind made up and me and d player was talking about that how people have their minds set already they can't change it they've been programmed to believe something before they even hear it they can't even make their mind up on their own and then i was talking to e about health and you know i ain't gonna get into the health that's a whole nother a whole nother podcast we're gonna get some some health fanatics on here we're gonna get uh tiffany on here Derek. i want to get marvin i see marvin doing this thing on there um marcus latham uh uh jay from from jersey we're gonna get a lot of these people in here that they personal train and they're serious about this life that's a whole nother conversation i don't even want to disrespect that life but me and e was talking about the health and how people are so one-track minded to where they're like, well, nah, I just wanna do this. And how you think if you've been eating bad your whole life that tomorrow you're gonna start a health plan or a diet and you're gonna live by that forever from there. You can't jump from zero to 300 that. It just don't work like that. Just being realistic, you gotta, for me, I lost maybe 50, 60 pounds and it took some time. I, I had my mindset mentally, I knew what I was gonna do. I knew what I was gonna turn down, but I can't just, jump up and grab the rim like I used to. I can't do that. That ain't my regimen. Like my routine ain't jump and grab the rim every day. So if you eat bad every day, if you try to change the next day, chances are you're gonna be tested and you, you eventually just gonna break. If that ain't your routine, you gotta do this every day. So this is what me and E was talking about. And I was like, man, this conversation that I'm having with you was like the conversation that I had with D player. And that was like the conversation I had with Mar. These were three different conversations. So it, it came to mind and it still has something to do with your story. People have a programmed mind. Me and my mother debate about how I was raised and how my son is raised. We don't raise them the same. And you know why? Because I have my own mindset. I'm going to say, look, my dad did this, my mom did that, but I'm not doing that with my son. And then we'll talk about it. We'll debate about it. She'll be like, well, why did you do this? I'm like, cuz I did this and this ain't worked for me. This worked for you. This is what you, my, you know, I had to walk through three or four different bad neighborhoods to get to the city bus where crackheads and stuff was at. This is what I walked through every day to get to school, to a church school on Capitol. And if you're from Milwaukee, you know what that's about. So my son don't have to do that. I don't have to raise him the same way. You know, I still think some children need street sense because I think it's common sense. So you can just see what's going on in, in your life. And that's just something that's everywhere. It's in and out of the hood. But that was my story. And I had to tell my mother respectfully that my story isn't gonna be her story. The way that I raised my child isn't gonna be the way that she raised me. They're completely different. We all want better. 
My son's gonna raise his children, hopefully different from how I raised him and it's gonna be better for him. And this is part of having your story and telling your story. Okay, so my mom, I remember, I don't know if, if there are older people listening to this, but when Kirk Franklin first came out, right? Or maybe one of your, maybe Mary Mary or like a, you know, more of a contemporary uh, gospel artist. The church, I ain't gonna say the church. A lot of the Christians didn't like it. It was like, that's devil music, that's, that's secular. And it wasn't. And I'm like, well, are you listening to the message? Are you listening to what they're saying? Or are you listening to the, the beat that sounds like the secular beat? And I think personally, that was the best thing in the world for kids my age, because I didn't want to listen to gospel. All of the gospel that I heard was all of the, the loud uh, riffs and runs, and all of that. And it's like, dude, I don't, like, it turned me off. Like, I didn't want to listen to gospel music because I had my mind programmed that that's all it was. So when Kirk Franklin, I'll say him because this is the first person that I remember and I can go through tons of gospel artists, but I'm just going to use him because he's still around and he's very relevant. They were like, nah, we can't get with that. And if you ask an older person and they're honest enough, they're going to admit to you that the way that they are is that way because how they were raised. And some of them, you can have a conversation with them and perhaps change their mind if they're open. And this is where your story comes in. If they're open and you say, well, hey, I had, a lot of people don't like rap, a lot of people don't like country. And I'm like, you haven't heard all types of country or all types of rap. There's conscious rap, there's trap rap. Everything ain't about killing somebody. You know what I mean? But if that's all you heard, that's all you're gonna think. So hearing this new age gospel, hearing Kirk Franklin, they was like, nah. We ain't, we ain't with that. You know, the older people, they were like, man, we ain't with that. So the younger people, it got the younger people to listening to gospel, the people that I was around anyway. I mean, we knew about the older heads, you know, the Daryl Coley's, rest in peace, you know, the Karen Clark Shears and Donald Lawrence. And, you know, Fred Hammond was another newer artist that, that we gravitated to. But like, we knew about all of the older people and we were getting tired of listening to them. No disrespect to any of them because we grew up on them. But this newer age, gospel was was what we were tapped to so eventually the older people just had to live with it it's like you know what that that kirk franklin is all right you know what i'm saying and now it's like 20 years later and he's still making great records and then they're listening to it i was looking at that show it's a man's world and they did a um a listening party and because they did a record with timberland and it's a gospel record but they did a uh, Timberland did the production on it, and if you know Timberland, he's secular, and his music is even different in the secular genre. So they had to sit the older folk down with the younger people and play the music out to see how they were going to respond. And they were like, you know what, we can get with that. We like that. And I think that's, and I think that's because we've come so long, and some of us have programmed our minds to be open. That's our story now. I'm open. Not for necessarily an argument or to just knock you down, but I want to hear what you're talking about. And that's what this, this AM show is about. It ain't about me saying this is the end all be all. It's about us debating and conversing and dialoguing about our situations and saying this happened and that happened. And that, that would have happened different if you had to did this or if you had to did that. And I, I, and with my heart, I believe that it's going to work sooner or later. 
So I dare you to challenge people when they're saying anything that you don't believe. Excuse me, I'm sorry. This traffic get a little crazy over here in Kroger. I hope they ain't took my cookies, my apple cinnamon cookies, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I dare you to challenge people, right? Again, like I said, if I'm talking to somebody and they saying something I don't believe, here's one thing. It's one thing if you know this person and you know that you can't change their mind because they believe their own lies. You know, that's bad. You've heard that before because everybody be posting Facebook posts like they the, the best philosopher in the world. But, you know, everybody know that one person, they lie so much they believe they don't lie. Like, the sky was red and they're looking at you with a serious face. Like, seriously. Yeah, man, the sky was red, man. You ain't nothing you can tell me. Those type of people, you probably ain't gonna change their mind. It ain't like they so smart. It's just they're not open to anything different. But I, I challenge you to your friends and your family, those people that are open, I challenge you to have them give you proof of what they're talking about and what their story is. What do you believe? Yeah, we, we, know, we know what the pastor told you and what your teacher told you and all of that, but what do you believe? We know what your mother told you, but what do you believe? Because I disagree with some of the things that my mother taught me when I grew up, and it's no disrespect, it's all respect, but I don't believe all of it. And I don't have no problem, it looks like my joint about to go off soon, but I don't believe it all, and we talk about it, and that's the only thing that helps. So when I give her my angle, my story, she like, you know what, I can rock with that. You right. We didn't have to do that because we could have did this. You know, when you were a kid, you can't tell your parents nothing. But we're an adult, so we speak in a respectful manner and we say, hey, I, nah, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't think that's going to work and I, I don't think this is going to work. I've tried this. I've told my mother so many things that she lives by now just because she was open to, to say, you know what, I'm going to try that. My son has taught me so much because I've allowed him to tell, like we have an open house, like it's all out of respect. Your story. So when my son goes to school, he's gonna be able to tell his, his friends some stuff that they, ain't, they may not be able to tell them because it ain't going on in their household. And then that might spread. They may, respectfully, they may be able to tell their parents the same thing. Or they may come up with their whole, whole other vibe off of how they gonna do it. Because that's how music works. We all do it off of feeling. We have influences right? We got Luther Vandross, we got Aretha Franklin, we got Marvin Gaye and uh, Prince, and I'm influenced by all of these artists. So that allows me to do music a type of way that you may be able to tell that it's the influence. But on top of that, I'm like, I'm not going to do it like that though. From there, I'm going to do this. It's just like, like a GPS. Like you, it takes you midway there and you might be familiar with the area and you're like, okay, I know where I'm at. So now I'm going to go here with it. You know what I mean? And then that, that's your lane. That's your story. You know what I'm saying? And then when somebody, when y'all talk about it and y'all say, hey, I went this way. You're like, yeah, I went that way too, but I went this way. And this way worked for me. And it was sunny on, it was sunny on this side of town. Oh, it was rainy on, so now y'all got two complete different stories. And y'all can talk about it. So now you know your story and they story and vice versa. And then y'all spread off. And then it's some more offspring with that. Because those stories are going to provoke other stories. But what's your story? It's hot. I got the sweatshirt on. I ain't wrote the windows down for audio. So I'm out. Shout out to Kimberly, Michael, whoever else is on this. Uh, Lisa, moms. I see you on there, moms. Jace, shout out to all of y'all. 
spread it, share it, post it, repost, whatever, you know. I'll be trying to stay stay cool with this this uh social media stuff, but you know, I'm half programmed with that. Like I don't want to do it, but I know I gotta do it. So uh this is the AM with Mike Hale Lowry, uh Facebook Live. I'm going to put this on the audio in, in a couple, maybe about an hour. Get it up. Get it uploaded. iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave your reviews. NPS. Excuse me. NPS.com. Dallas. May 13th through the 16th, 2016. Be in Dallas, Milwaukee to Texas. We are heavy down there. They're adding so many people there. And thank God I'm DJing. I thank God so much that I, I'm DJing. Again, it's a part of my story. Nobody else got to do with that but me, Lydell, and God. Even though Manny, shout out to Manny, Manny is my cousin and he on the bill too. Homer Blow was on the on the bill, and that's dope for me. I grew up on Homer Blow. I grew up on the guy. And I'm I'm doing a, a set with him. I think that's the biggest thing in the world right now for me. That's a guy I grew up listening to on the radio. And we part of the same bill. So uh again, make your story your story. NPS.com at Michael Lowry on any platform, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you need a DJ, please contact me, Michael Lowry at gmail.com. I'm available wherever you live. I do travel. This is what I do for a living. Love as always. Peace as always. Y'all be cool. The Yes, and P.S.